When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. So we're officially back in Collar has questions. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! And he wants your answers. Three! Red, red, red! Red Polly! Blue Poncho! In rapid fire fashion. Gun flex right stack. 394 dragon smoke. It's Hot Rocks on Purple Daily. 5-8-8! Everybody loves hot routes. I know I love hot routes. That's why I want to do hot routes every time I fill in for collar here on Purple Daily. And by the way, I'll be back on Thursday with Alex Boone, who's going to join me for the 3 o'clock hour of this fine program today. But I asked Jonathan, because I'm here, to put together some hot routes for Judd and I. So we can ponder the great questions of the NFL. Jonathan, what's your first question in Hot Routes? So we spent the first segment of the show talking about Xavier Rhodes somehow becoming a Pro Bowler this year. So give me another player who got to the Pro Bowl either this year or in the past couple years who who you didn't think deserved it. I'll give you one that comes to mind, and this is not an affront to this young man at the time, but I want to say he was something like the eighth alternate choice, (laughs) and he made it. Teddy Bridgewater as a Viking. Made it one year, oh. and he was. I'm serious. They got it's. I'm sure it's the same thing with Rhodes. They literally started making phone calls. I mean, yeah. th- because you can't make a person go. You can't be like, you are the third alternate. You got to yeah. go. And I want to say the story, Rami and Jonathan, was they got to like the eighth guy, and that was Teddy. And of course, he went because he's a young guy. It's a free trip. That might have been Hawaii. Why not go? Right. But like, that's how ridiculous this gets. They are because there are so many guys who are like, well, I've gone or I don't care or it's not a football game. So that that was the funniest one that I recall as far as getting so far down basically the call list until somebody said yes. I understand guys getting in on legacy, name value, name recognition, brand happens all the time. But even in that case, there has to be some sort of bar for these guys to clear some level of performance that we have to hold them to. And Aaron Rodgers just does not deserve to be a pro bowler this year. He simply doesn't. I, when when they announced it, I went down the list of, of guys who are ahead of him in total QBR. And I know yesterday we, we laughed a guy off the, off the air when we were doing uh, Packers Vent Line who said <laughs> trade Aaron Rodgers and sign Jameis Winston essentially was his solution to fix the Packers. 
And we laughed him off the air, and that is something that we should laugh people off the air for. But at the same time, Jameis Winston did have a higher total QBR, at least when the Pro Bowls were announced, than Aaron Rodgers did at that point in time. Not to say that Jameis Winston is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers, but that just tells you the type of season Aaron Rodgers is having when he has a lower total QBR than a guy who throws as many interceptions as he does touchdowns. It doesn't make any sense that Aaron Rodgers is a Pro Bowler this year. And I have the utmost respect for the dude's game. I've said, as I've heard Mackey say, he was the be- he's the best I've ever seen at the quarterback position. Not the GOAT in the sense that he hasn't put together the resume of the Montanas or Brady's or whoever it is that put together over a decade of Hall of Fame numbers. But Aaron Rodgers, is the he's played, he played the quarterback position at the highest level I've ever seen it played. But this year, he simply does not deserve to be there. Mine is another Viking going along with Judd's. Goes back a little bit here. He might have deserved it the first year he, the year he got it, but then the rest of his career, everybody's like, "Oh, he's a Pro Bowler, he's a Pro Bowler." But then you go back and think of how he got in, and he was an alternate. It was Matt Khalil. Matt Khalil got in his rookie year, mm-hmm. probably deserved it, but mm-hmm. then he was given the Pro Bowl tag for Pro Bowler tag the rest of his career. But he was an alternate. It wasn't like he was a first selection. And now he's a pizza guy. Yeah, now he's a pizza. Guy. If he's that, I don't even know if he's that. <laughs> Not sure, but I don't think he deserved. To be, to be given the Pro Bowler tag for the rest of his career. No shame in being a pizza guy, by the way. No. Not at all. Always won at one point. <laughs> well, next it, question, Jonathan. <laughs> Unless you're Matt Khalil. <laughs> With this year's Super Bowl featuring two teams that have won it before, we won't get a first-time winner. Which of the teams yet to win one in the NFL will win it first? Here's the list of teams that haven't won a Super Bowl yet. The Bengals, the Bills, Browns, Cardinals, Chargers, Falcons, Jaguars, Lions, Panthers, Texans, Titans, and Vikings. I read this when you sent it, but I misread it. You asked which one of the teams yet to win one will win it first. I I thought the question was, who would you like to see win it first? Oh, no, no, no. So which one of these teams will win it first? I mean, you could answer it that way if you want no, to. No, it's fine. It's fine. Different answers that here. just makes it a lot harder because I, I don't... None of these teams on this list appear close to me, Judd. I don't know about you. None of these teams appear that close to me. I know what the Titans did this year. Just got eliminated from the AFC Championship, and that's a good run and all, but that's not sustainable. Either Derrick Henry is going to leave because he's a free agent this year, or he's going to break down because he's a running back in the NFL, and he has a very physical style of running. And yes, he's a centaur, but eventually he will become a human again and start to break down. I I don't... Did you just call Derrick Henry a centaur? Yeah, he's half man, half horse. Um... Maybe the te- I'm going to go with Texans just on quarterback. Just on Deshaun Deshaun Watson is the best most prolific quarterback of any of the guys who are who are heading up the other teams on this list. So I'm going to say the Texans with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, if they fire Bill O'Brien, you might be right. Um I won't say Vikings because it, it'll be a jinx cuz I do think the Vikings of this list cuz there's a lot of teams on this list that are a long ways away. The Vikings are a viable option, but I won't pick them because I, I feel that that would be an over-the-top uh, jinxing of the Vikings. You know what? I'm going to go on Rami's path, and instead of saying the Texans, I'm going to say the Cardinals. Kyler Murray, the defense is suspect, but you can improve your defense. But if Kyler Murray is as good as we think he might be, you know, Kingsbury, I, I'd like to see more of as a coach, but he, you know, he's a good offensive mind. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the Arizona Cardinals. Who would you like to see win it first, Dudley? Well, the Vikings, just because I'd love to see this town. Well, other, let's leave, the, let's let's leave, leave the, Vikings the Vikings out. out. Yeah. Ooh, you know, it'd be great fun if the Lions won it. 
first. It would be great fun to see the live. What, what would happen if the like could could we like fold up life at that point and, and go home? <laughs> I think the four would horsemen. That be it? I think the four horsemen appear on the horizon if the lions. <laughs> you know, the lions win you know, the Super Bowl because Cleveland. It's a sign of the apocalypse. Cleveland's not a viable pick because their their franchise moved to Baltimore, yeah. and so this Browns. Franchise, I believe, was an yeah, expansion team in ninety eight or ninety nine. Still the same fan base. I know, but the Lions really—that's this is really the Lions. This is from, back from a team that last won an NFL championship in what nineteen fifty seven with Bobby Lane. Yeah. I thought about the Lions and I thought about the Browns because of how long those fan bases have suffered. And you know, but I can't for whatever reason Detroit and Cleveland. I take joy in their pain. I take joy in their <laughs> agony. It's it's yeah. it's entertaining to me. It really is. I don't, I don't know what it is about those two cities and Why? their fan Why bases in like particular. That? The thirty for thirty about Cleveland just being a dumpster fire of a sports city before, and and then yeah. they they put an addendum on it after LeBron brought the title home after coming back to the Cavs. But before it had the happy ending, that thing was so fun to watch. Thank you, Jonathan. That thing was so fun to watch. Two thirty nine before LeBron brought home the title. I I don't know what it is about Cleveland and Detroit. I take great joy in their agony. It's the Bills. It's the Bills. Yes. That fan base. Could you imagine that fan base parting? That would all be week of Super amazing. Bowl week? Yes. That would be terrific to see Bills would mafia out could there you tailgating. That you know what? The, you know what would happen if the Bills made it to the Super Bowl? There would be a shortage of folding tables in America <laughs> every every year leading up to the Super yes. Bowl. There's like a shortage of chicken wings. There's a shortage of avocados. There's always some kind of shortage. That would be the year that there would be a shortage of folding tables because Bills fans are just putting each other's. Behind through these tables, it Could would be amazing to watch. Yes, oh, that would just be debauchery. Who would survive it? That parade would be amazing if the Bills ever won. Who would survive it, Judd? I'm going to ask you the same thing about that as Xavier Rhodes and you getting upset about the Pro Bowl. Who cares? It's going to be fun. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> All right. I got nothing for that. Yeah, I kind of agree with Judd here. I think the Cardinals. Besides the Vikings, I think the Cardinals are on the on the right path. The Texans maybe, but they got to get a better head coach there. I don't believe in Bill O'Brien there. But the Cardinals, I like what they're doing on offense. Kyler Murray seems like a guy who can rally guys and get them to win. I mean, he won five games with that team, and you thought going into this season, even with Kyler Murray, like that team's maybe two, three wins, and they yeah. got five. So, I mean, the division's the only thing standing in their way, and they've got a really good division. Uh, next question. Andy Reid said yesterday, and we played this clip a couple times, he said yesterday that he celebrated clinching a trip to the Super Bowl by eating a cheeseburger and then going to bed. Glorious. Great. Glorious. So my question to you guys is, what's your victory meal? Let's see. I got two weeks off before the Super Bowl. Okay. I, I've won an AFC championship. <laughs> now, Just having a liquid dinner. I love I love the cheeseburger. Don't get me wrong. But if I'm coach of the Vikings and I win the NFC championship and get to a Super Bowl, I'm her, I'm going to Murray's or Manny's. I'm getting the biggest steak that you could possibly get. I'm getting a, a, a scrumptious baked potato with all the stuffing. And I'm getting about five to ten beers because I'm taking a limo home. <laughs> I'm not having a cheeseburger. <laughs> and I don't have to stop drinking because I'm taking a limo home because I'm coaching the Vikings and can therefore afford it. So there's no danger. I love a good steak. And actually, I know. A, good, a real good steak. Oh. And I, I mentioned this on Mackie and Judd with Rami. Uh, was it? No, it was last week. My old high school buddy slash college roommate was in town for business and uh, had the company credit card. 
that works in a very lucrative business. I'm just going to leave it at that. And offered dinner on the company credit card. And I was like, no, it's nothing shady like that. A lot of questions. I just don't want to get him in trouble. Lucrative business? It's a luke. It's, yeah, one of the most lucrative businesses. Laundering money? And he offered company credit card he, his own personal. He was like, card? "Hey, let's go, let's go grab some dinner on the company card." And I was like, "Sounds like Goodfellas." All right, <laughs> maybe. And we went to the steakhouse. Yeah, I don't try and choose anymore. You might we, not have heard. We went to the steakhouse in my neighborhood. I don't go to many fancy places, guys. I've never had money, and also, even when I do have money, it just seems like a waste of money. Some of the exorbitant prices that are on some of these menus, but on my buddy's company's dime i was more than happy and willing to go to this steakhouse in uptown and for the first time in my life i got one of these super expensive steaks oh my god it's wagyu beef whatever that is that's the first time in your life that's you've the, done that it's the first time i've gone to like oh, a steakhouse no. this nice and got a steak yeah this good how good is it oh my god i know i haven't lived like, until yeah. last tuesday you you and your money saving ways hadn't lived and, and now you have i still can't go back to that place not with my own money but good lord save up holy crap so next that, time we have a post-show show meeting you're suggesting this steakhouse is it on the company yeah, are, let's go if it's on the company dime. It was amazing. I don't know what Wagyu beef is. I consider myself... Wagyu beef? Wagyu beef. Not familiar, but I'm sure Johnson, I've had it. Can you see what Wagyu beef is and what makes it so good? <laughs> Hold on. I'll do it while he's doing that route. Am I safe looking it up? I'll look it up. I got it. It's a Japanese beef cattle breed. I don't know. I like how Jonathan thought it was going to be not safe for work. <laughs> Wagyu beef. It doesn't sound safe oh for work. Oh my goodness, look at all these pictures that came out. <laughs> is that is that are those the cows that are fed beer and massaged? What? I think those are the cows that are fed beer and massaged. Hold on. <laughs> what? What is this lifestyle you talk about? <laughs> I think that's I think that's what Wagyu beef is. I think it comes from cows. I'd like to be a, that have been fed beer. Can I, can I become a Wagyu cow? <laughs> my first thought. Because if they're massaged and fed beer, that sounds like my diet plan anyway. But I don't get massaged, so... I'm serious. Do some research. I think Wagyu cows are uh, fed oh. beer and massaged. I'm not researching that For good. Should we move on to the next hot route? Yes, let's do that. I don't know if my meal would be a steak, though. I think it might just be a Chicago-style deep dish pizza. I was going to say the I think same thing. That might be my, be I think that might be like my... Dish? Yeah, I love deep dish, man. Oh, do you like yeah. deep dish? Oh, eh. man. Give or take. Thin crust for me. It doesn't matter. I just want pizza. Mine would be pizza and beer, and I'd be set. Okay. Final question. The NFL, we talked about it a little bit at the end of the last segment. The NFL announced that it will experiment with an offside kick or an onside kick alternative in the Pro Bowl. The scoring team will have an option to convert to 4th and 15 to keep the ball. So which option should the NFL go with for onside kicks in the future? A, convert 4th and 15. B, the current rule where the kicking team can't get a running start. Or C, the old rule where the kicking team gets a running start. Ah, boy. You know what? I'm going to say... For the sake of safety, which they supposedly are involved or interested in, hey, let's try something different. Let's try something different because I, I don't think that they're going to bring back the running start. The current rule is just so boring, yep. and the odds of getting the onside kick are so distant. Let's try something like, and you know what? If 4th and 15 is too hard or too easy, let's tweak it from there. But I'll go down the path of trying something different. Now, this is what we would do. This is what we would like to see and yep. we would be entertained by, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Are you, 
Are you going to have them take their helmets off and get a running start? Bear massage? <laughs> not, not take their helmets off. No. Okay. But I'm, and I said yesterday, Collar and I, we talked a little bit about uh, the McGregor fight, MMA, etc. My fascination with it. I'm like a casual MMA UFC fan, and I don't mind admitting. I'm entertained by violence. I don't I don't mind being the guy who just comes out and says, I am entertained by violence as long as all the participants are willing and able participants who have volunteered to participate in these games that entertain me. I, it's not new to the human condition to be entertained by violence. That's why there were gladiators in the Roman days and probably something that was bloodier and gorier than that, that people were watching and being entertained by pre-gladiator days so i don't mind saying that if it was if it's just what i'm entertained by what i would like to see it's going back to the old rules because kickoffs and kickoff returns me being a bears fan and watching devin hester do it for all those years it is one of the most exciting plays in all of sports it's kind of what i say about collisions at home plate judd which is that i don't want to see anybody get hurt but at the same time Sport is entertainment, and as long as everybody knows the rules as yeah. that guy is approaching home plate and the catcher yeah, knows the rules yeah. as that guy is approaching him at home plate, I'm with you. Entertain me. And I'm it's the same thing with kickoffs. Entertain me. As long as everybody on the kickoff team and the kickoff return team knows the risks involved and are willing to collect that check to That's run fair. that risk, yep. have at it, guys. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I think you're, yeah. Is that wrong of me? Does no. that make me a caveman? On some level? No, because in your baseball comparison, I'm with you 100%. Yeah, it's an entertaining play. It's I mean, one of the more Derek, entertaining plays in the sport. Derek hates it. I love seeing I love a catcher try to block home plate and yeah. getting blown up by the runner. So I understand why runner. they changed these rules. Absolutely. All these rules that we're talking about, I understand yeah, why they Buster changed Posey it. Buster Posey was good and got hurt. Well, Buster Posey was blocking the plate when he didn't have the ball, which even with the rule is not something that you but can do. But if Buster Posey had been Rick Posey, that rule does not get oh, changed. Oh, yeah, right. If he's just some dude. Yeah, absolutely. But that, Buster Posey. That rule is not at all changed. I'm all in on going back to the old rule. I just It's a more exciting play. I'm with you guys. What the heck? The NFL knows. <laughs> Let's bring it back. It's time for the NFL to just stop pretending that they care about safety because we all know they don't. Well, they're worried about lawsuits, which is why they're worried about safety. Right. But if all these players agree to the fact that they're so going to... Are, are you going back to kickoffs like they were entirely? Yes. Because it sounds like Rami is doing yeah, that. Yeah, I want all kickoffs so you, returned to the you way you want it all work. back? Yes. Okay. Because it's all just more exciting. Do you want the, the wedges? We... The, sure. the big man wedges from with the big old lineman who would come out and basically just How do we get more kickoff people? returns for touchdowns? That's what I want. Because I want right. kickoff returns for touchdowns to happen again. Because they don't happen. You want the big guy back? Yeah. Block Bring it back. The big wedge, and a guy would just be get hit by the wedge and be carted off the field. By the way, way, multiple people are telling me that I'm right about Wagyu, that they are cows that are fed beer and massaged. I wasn't kidding. I'm all in. (laughs) How do I have this lifestyle? Yeah, I was going to say, like, what part? You get eaten at the end. That's how you have this lifestyle. Yeah, but before you die, you get fed beer and you get massaged all the time. And you're going to die eventually anyway. Because that encourages marbling. Are we all familiar with what marbling is when we're talking about steak I mean, we've or We've got cut a couple of meat? minutes left. Why don't you explain it to us? Marbling is. Totally <laughs> purple daily. Marbling is when the fat is like marbled into the actual meat of a steak as you're cooking it, which provides for a juicier, more tasty steak, guys. 
Higher marbling. Higher marbling is a. You said that multiple people are tweeting this like we didn't believe you. <laughs> Jonathan and I were envious. I want this lifestyle. Yeah, we never like, like didn't. I'm lifestyle. just confirming. We never didn't believe you. I wasn't Rami. sure if I was right or not. I'm just confirming that indeed, yes, Wagyu cows are fed beer and massage. All right. Jonathan has a purple daily ever gotten this weird? Can't say it has. <laughs> Good. Well done, Rami. Good. Thank well you. Well done. All right. That's it for Hot Rouse with a Z. But how about that Purple Daily? Uh, Real quick, before we get to the break here in in just a few minutes, (laughs) Judd, did you see the tweet that Score North put out last night asking uh, Vikings fans for one bold move the Vikings should make this offseason? Yes. People got real bold, and I just wanted to read a few of them and get your thoughts. Um, Let's see here. This is from Shane. He says, cut Joseph Griffin Rhodes Rudolph, use free agent capital to rebuild O and D-line's Trade out of the first to gain draft capital and focus on BPA. No extensions for Cook or Cousins. That's more than one thing. Sorry. No problem, Shane. So what's the goal there to build for 2024, 23? No, I would think that that's for next year, no? If you're rebuilding the offensive and defensive line, I think that's... Yeah, but you've lost... Didn't you just lose a ton of skill position? True. I think I think a lot of people think that you can afford to lose at skill positions if you win in the trenches. Okay. I think that's that's what he's going for there. Uh Catholic football panda says trade Rudolph. I don't know how much trade value Kyle Rudolph has at this point. That's not gonna do much for Especially you. Especially with that contract that they had last year. Uh Chris says replace Mike Zimmer with an excellent offensive coordinator, pro or college. I'm not against that, but the ship has kind of sailed on that, right? If you were hoping for yeah. the Vikings to move on from Mike Zimmer, we would know that by now. Well, yes, um, one would think that would be accurate. Timothy, and this isn't, I don't think this is bold. He says, go get some more O-linemen and sign Randall Cobb as a third wide receiver who can catch the ball when called on. Yeah, it's not bold at all. Those are just kind I mean, of middle-of-the-road moves. The offensive line stuff makes sense, but that's not bold. 53 Strong says, cut Reef, upgrade with Costanzo. That's his uh, first option. Second option, keep Reef, cut Linvale, Rhodes, and Griffin, and sign Brandon Sheriff, one of the uh, offensive linemen. Who's okay, out on the that's bold. Free agent market. Good. Uh, Nabrov tweets in, says, trade up for Tua to the giant spot with two first-round picks, Stephon Diggs, and a second-round pick. That's very bold. I think it might take you more to get up to, I believe the Giants are at four, one ahead of the Dolphins at five. I think it might take you more than that, but uh, that is definitely bold, and that goes down a path that I find to be very intriguing, which is, to to go back to our, our conversation on the afternoon show yesterday, are you ever going to make the move for that quarterback? I pulled up the the value chart when we were talking about possibly trading up for Tua on Mackie and Judd with Rami, weekdays 4 to 6 here on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com, the Score North mobile app. And uh, the value chart says that it would take two first-round picks, probably a second, and then something else like a fourth or a fifth-round pick to just sweeten the pot a little bit more to get up to number four and get get Tua before the Dolphins do. Because that's the one that I would be... That would take a lot of guts, and it might backfire, but it also might make you great. Yeah, it would be the gutsiest move. But beyond Tua, my question is: Are you ever going to make that move? Is that ever going to be for the, the quarterback? For the quarterback, because if you hit on it like the Chiefs did, you get five years of that quarterback at a salary that's incredibly team friendly. Tua scares me, man. And then, but that's fine. But then, are you ever going to have that plan, or are you, you know, in two thousand twenty-one, are you going to try and run Kirk back and do the Kirk thing again for three more years? Are you going to cut ties with Kirk after 2020 and move on to another veteran quarterback? What I'm interested in is what's the actual 
long-term plan here. And and if you if you continue to go down the path of veteran quarterbacks, you're probably if they're halfway decent going to have to pay them, right? But if you can find that young that young QB, you've got a guy who's controlled salary-wise for 4 years, really controlled, and the 5th year is not cheap, but it's also not nearly as expensive as a veteran quarterback who's considered to be good. Now, you want a bold move? Do you have one? I have one. Okay. Now, this is crazy. This is not... This I wouldn't even term this reckless speculation. This is just a crazy, bold move that I had. And it's kind of combining something I've said before and something that Phil Mackey has said. He said they should go and get Tom Brady. Or that Tom Brady... He I think he has a write-that-down prediction that Tom Brady will be the Vikings quarterback in 2020 or 2021. Something like that. Okay. You go sign Tom Brady... And then strong arm Kirk Cousins into agreeing to a trade. You just say, hey, dude, uh, whether you're in a Vikings uniform or not this year, you're not going to be our quarterback. And whether or not this includes Tom Brady, I think you could do this if you're ready to move on from Kirk Cousins. Just say, hey, man, you're not our quarterback anymore. You're going to ride the bench. And if you want a big contract. What's the accelerated hit of, of that trade against the cap then? I don't know. Because that one could cripple you. I mean, if the other team decides to take on his full contract, isn't no, that... No, but you still take some type of hit. Is it some... Okay, I don't it know. It goes against you, yes. I'm not a capologist. Because if I could force him out, I, I'd consider it. Now, I, that's bold. I'd consider it, but Incredibly it just depends. stupid and bold. But I just want to know what their long-term plan is. Because it feels like th- this team has reached the point... Well, it doesn't feel like it. They have. They've reached the point of being consistently competitive, for sure, for a long time. They can make the playoffs... But what's the plan to actually get back to a Super Bowl team? And get that quarterback. Yeah, and get that quarterback and have that, you know, are you going to emulate and continue down the path of doing what the 49ers do? Are you going to pivot to do eventually what the Chiefs have done? Are you going to, how are you going? Because the only way I see that you can actually open up a window for an extended period of time where you've got, let's say, two, three, maybe even four shots is if you have that quarterback. And that quarterback's not Kirk. I think it's Trevor Lawrence. I think you find a way to tank for Trevor Lawrence. If you could year. do well, if you could do that, you're gonna have if, to get the number if you one told pick. Me, if you told me right now, if you came to me and privately said we got a plan for the Vikings to tank that bad, which which they really can't do because they're probably too good. But let's say that you told me, Rami, that you had that plan, I'd be in. I don't think you can be the worst team in the league next year, but I think what you can do is tank, get the best possible pick you can get, and then cross your fingers and hope that somehow, some way, whoever ends up with that number one pick isn't a team looking for a quarterback currently and are willing to trade it. Because that's the only way you get up to number one I, and get that guy I love this kid. I think he's phenomenal. I think he's the next big thing at quarterback in the NFL. He, to me, and I might be wrong, but right now I, I think he is the surest bet I've seen since Andrew Luck. Jonathan just told me Alex Boone is yelling at him to get on the air, so we will hit a quick break. Tell Jud- Boone to simmer down. Judd exits to TCL Tell Broadcast Boone, Studios. simmer down or Alex, I'll come in there. You will not. Oh. Alex Boone joins me next. You can tell him to simmer For down. hour two <laughs> of Purple Daily. He was at the NFC Championship. His thoughts, how it all relates to the Minnesota Vikings right after this. Hour two of Purple Daily coming right up on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. 
Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.